0: Hi, this is John Easdale from Dramarama, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with your host, Andras Jones.
1: Welcome to Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Thank
0: Welcome back to Radio 8-Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and here in the studio with us at Starburns Industries, our musical guest is Carolyn Kane. Hello. She is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, and now I got to bring a friend in here to ask a question, a colleague, a filmmaker, and someone from my favorite country, Canada. Uh, Welcome
2: to Radio 8 Ball, Mark Morgenstern. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. No apologies necessary here. I will not apologize in any way for being Canadian. (laughs) Nor should you.
0: Nor should you. So, yeah, I met Mark through uh, the Bohemia Group. I was talking on an earlier show about the management company that I work for as a representative for actors, writers, and directors. And one of those... Actors, writers and directors, this is this man, Mark Morgenstern. A director slash writer. And you've acted. I have acted, but it hasn't it's been years, twenty years. I bet you could out act Rennie Harlan in a second. I bet
2: I, be, I bet you I could. <laughs>
0: So, anyway, uh, so, uh, so uh, but yeah, so, and, and recently Mark and I started uh, collaborating on a project, and so I thought, well, why don't we have him come in and check out what I'm doing with Radio 8 Ball and maybe engage the pop oracle? I don't know how much you want. I kind of I want to just jump into your question. I have a feeling that we can, that we'll, we'll have that as a springboard, but usually when I have someone on the show, I say, how, did, how do you know the musician but you don't know the musician.
2: I don't know the musician, but I've fallen in love with her music, sitting out there listening to it. How can you not?
1: Oh, thank you. How
2: can you not? It's it's very rarely do you get to experience beauty happening in front of you in everyday life. That's <laughs> that's right there. That's that's fantastic. So the most most part, we walk through life and we see the same things, or we watch television, or we see a movie, and it's it's never live. And and more people need to experience beauty live. And sitting there, I was like, yes, this is absolutely amazing. Wow. Wow. There you go.
1: Thank you so Carolyn Kane.
2: You're welcome. That's
1: incredible. Thank you.
0: What And what did you think of, did you hear me asking about the, talking about the cinematic synchronicities with her name, and I, Citizen
2: Kane and Killer Kane? Killer Kane. I'm surprised you didn't mention Karen Kane, who is, like, top of her field in dance. Huh. I don't know who Karen Kane is. Karen Kane is, like, one of the absolute prima ballerinas out there from the 70s and 80s.
0: Hey, wait. When you came in before the show started, you asked if Kira was a ballerina. No,
2: no, no. I asked if she was a figure Figure skater. skater. Sorry. there. Because you just recently did a film. I just worked on a film where one of the figure skaters looks dizzyingly close to what you look like. And what's what's her name? Her name is Lisa, and uh, her last name escapes me. Lisa, Um, her last name escapes me. I
1: once covered the Schoolhouse Rock song called Figure Eight, which starts if you skate upon the ice."
2: And Schoolhouse Rock is from my youth. (laughs) I love Schoolhouse Rock. We're on Radio 8 Ball. (laughs) Exactly. So there you go. And my dog's name is Ocho. (laughs) Oh, nice. Wheels
0: within wheels, sometimes connected to wheels, making an infinity symbol. So with all of that spinning in your minds Mark Morganstern, what is your question for the Pop Oracle?
2: So it's it's a personal question so close, I love it. close to uh, um, sort of my sensibilities or how I'm feeling and thinking um, I, I direct uh, as much as I can but when I'm not directing I'm writing and I've written 35 screenplays all in different various stages of completion but all all finished screenplays so whether it's first draft or 15th draft they're all finished and i and the question i would like to ask the radio eight ball is have i written my magnum opus have you written your ma- so it's like somewhere in that pile is one of them is one of them the definitive pieces of work that i will write or is it still in me that i need to get it out that's a great uh, great question
1: yeah
2: okay
0: have you written your Magnum Opus? So now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na 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 Wheel of Eight. Song number seven, which is. Oh, we gotta get that screen open. Song number seven, which is.
2: I like that little Elvis intonation you put in there. I liked oh, it, too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Don't think I didn't notice that.
0: Mountainside. Song number oh. seven, Mountainside. Oh,
1: what is this going to mean? A Shadow.
0: And that was Mountainside from Carolyn Kane, the answer to the question from Mark Morgenstern. Have you written your Citizen Kane, basically, <laughs> your masterpiece? Is it in? Is it already in the stack, or is it still to be written? I don't know if you'd consider Citizen Kane well, the masterpiece.
2: Well, if, it could have been Orson Welles' masterpiece, right. his magnum opus. Yeah. I think it was. Um so here's here's what I got from. Uh,
0: well, you know, I I, I appreciate you jumping in, but usually I just I, I want to before we just so we get some context to the listeners. What can you tell us a little bit about the background of that song, so we know the little something? But hold that, because right. I'm glad you already have an idea.
1: It's a it's a poem, sort of a song poem, little story that I wrote. Um, it's a true story. It's really just literal, uh, but also. Uh, Aurally inspired by the introductory song to the 1961 film The Innocents, starring Deborah Kerr, because there, it sounds like a little girl, there's a little girl singing, Oh Willow um, in the beginning of that movie. And I, when I heard that and saw the black and white opening sequence of that film, I thought my whole body started to beat, to electrically vibrate, and I was like, Oh, I was born to make songs that
2: sound like that wow wow okay now so it it, the song opens and it sounds very japanese and i'm actually a japanophile yeah so i'm i love japanese culture and everything that's that the just everything about japanese culture so when i heard that I was like oh i can connect it to this song this is this is this is great um when it went to the the mountainside and at first I thought, all right, there's a mountain to climb and there's obstacles in the way. So I haven't written my, my opus yet, but then I felt as if I wasn't climbing a mountain, I was on the mountain and I was looking out over something that I had conquered and I was still being inspired. So I also took that as no, I haven't written my opus yet. But I will be inspired and it will come to me and it won't be a it won't be a trek or a journey or a a, a hard thing. It'll be uh from a culmination of everything that I have done to this point, I will look out and it'll be there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, I had an I had an idea, because film is about shadow and light. There's a song about shadow and light, and it you yes. know it's, it has this idea that you were there, you were in the sunlight, and there was shadow too, and it made me think about how film, particularly, is such. You know, they say that the like a film gets written three times. It gets written when you write it, it gets written when you direct it, and it gets written again when you cut it. Right. So, even the greatest script in the world still has a whole bunch of shadow so much a bunch of negative space there absolutely to be to either make it the magnum opus or to make it a good script that was that wasn't that didn't happen right. there's still that realm of possibility of uh, it's it happened before the show. I always—I'm sorry to do this, listeners. I'm always referencing things. that, But right before the show started, uh, Akira made a Schrodinger's cat reference. And it's one of my favorite metaphors. And I'm not going dis- to describe it here. You all I can look it up on Wikipedia. And uh, and but, I'll, but there's a Schrodinger's cat element to that negative space. The magnum opus could be there, and it might be a great film, or it might be a dead cat. Right? Right. And right. so, yeah. So just like that idea that the the pop oracles are giving you both. But if you do the Schrodinger theory, it's
2: both. Yes. It's a dead right. cat. and Yes. Exactly. And it's, yes. exactly. it's, exactly. it's her magnum, magnum opus. opus. Yes. And I'm sure that there will be people who watch it and will go, that's a dead cat. And there will <laughs> be people who watch it and study me in film school.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. What a, this is and, and do you have any relationship to the film that Kira mentioned, The Innocents, or to Deborah Carr? Kerr or Carr? It's Kerr. spelled Kerr, but I always heard that it was pronounced Carr. Oh, car. really? Yeah. Well, it's know. like Ray Davies Davis. He's, he's really pronounced Davis. If you're in England, he's Ray Davis. But in America, we say Ray Davies.
1: I had to confirm with my e- yeah. UK resident.
0: Is that? Am I getting a yes? Yeah, we get it, get we're getting a, getting a yes. It, yes. Not.
1: Yeah. We're getting a confirmation
0: here. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I th- so I think Deborah Kerr, or Deborah Carr, might be a, a similar thing. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay.
2: I do not know the movie. Are you familiar sense. with her as an actress? I'm familiar with her as an actress, just not the movie.
0: Do you have any? Like, it's I'm pr- the
1: Henry James Turn of the Screw. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, isn't and wasn't she also? She was. In, wasn't She in some sort of racy film about a teacher who. Teacher who has an affair with a student. And when I was a young man, I guess I was a. I had a keen eye for films that had that scenario.
1: I'm <laughs> but, not familiar with that. I know about Isabel Uper's films doing that, but no, I don't know about
0: that. Yeah, this would be much earlier and probably not as racy. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, for all those Deborah Kerr fanatics out there, sorry if we have been mispronouncing your name and forgetting the most important films are in her interfil- filmography there's tons of negative space in my awareness of the history of cinema and i'm someone who's obsessed with it so
2: if only you had someone coming on the show who had an intensive knowledge of uh, film and television history <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well,
0: uh, yeah, if only, if only. There's a little teaser there. Well, Mark, before we let you go, uh, is there any uh, anything we should, uh, you'd like to let our audience know about? Things they should check out of yours or?
2: Um, I, I'm going to be releasing a feature film soon called Vitals. Vitals. It's in the final stages of post-production.
0: It's terrifying. I saw the, for the beginning of it. It's terrifying, My. My insides, my stomach hurts just thinking about it.
2: Oh. Would you want to tell them, tell them why? Uh, sure. You know, it's, yeah. It's um, a man wakes up in a bathtub full of ice in India and he had his kidney removed and he doesn't know how he got there. What he does know is his wife is in the motel room next to him and they originally took the trip to work on their family marriage. And now they have to set all of that aside and work together before the organ harvesters return. And finish the job. Vitals. Vitals. Wow. The new film
0: from Mark Morgenstern coming to a theater near you. And by theater, I mean your computer with illegal downloads. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> is true. I mean, it even I was just thinking about well, how much I, music how much music and T V people gets watched. How much stuff gets watched that nobody knows because it's getting downloaded
2: so through I through Torrents. I, 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 I do have like I do have a an experience with that. So my first film called The Vampire Conspiracy was, was um was put up for illegal download, so we we got the distributor. The distributor was loved it. It went out to uh, countries around the world. It was translated to four languages. It was it was doing great, but someone had taken it up, taken it and put it up on BitTorrent, and it was like illegally downloaded millions of times. Now, a lot of people went, yeah, but a million millions of people saw your film. It's like, yes, but all the Blood and sweat and tears that we put into it wasn't monetized from that, and they didn't actually have the right to watch it without my, without my permission that way. But on the good side of that, anyone who went on to the to the BitTorrent went, "Oh, what is this movie?" and then clicked over to IMDb to see what this one was. And it shot up in the ratings. And I think it was the highest it reached was 672, which isn't too shabby. But it was sandwiched between Million Dollar Baby <laughs> and The Empire Strikes Back. So it's like— Screenshot. Oh, Did you get a screen, screenshot? We got yeah. the screenshot. We yeah. got everything. So it's like, all right, if you're going to look for a silver lining and something like that, at least you know we, I can now take that and sell myself as— Look, I had this film that yeah. got to six seventy two. And you awesome. know,
0: you you, should, you shouldn't. What well, you you should try and avoid. It. If you don't want to have stuff downloaded illegally, don't have sexy titles like the Vampire Conspiracy. That title's too good. You know, of course, that's the kind of movie you're gonna. That's that movie's just screaming to be stolen.
2: Yes, yes. I, I'm gonna next time. I'm. Just I'm gonna not trying name to it. blame the victim and saying I'm, that it's, I'm your, just it's gonna, your fault. But. So the next film I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna call Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or Call, Nick. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The movie. The movie. Nick. The movie. <laughs> yeah. So they'll go. What is this?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I if you you know if you if you've down if you've illegally downloaded this podcast, that's okay because I'm, pro- I'm not, probably not going to monetize it anyway. So no, stay away they, from Mark's films and just come after the Radio Ball. But they may want to.
2: The illegally download Kira's music, too. That's no, not good either.
0: No, 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 We can't let that happen. What do, you, what do you feel about that? Do you have feelings about that, Carolyn? I don't
1: feel can't? that strongly about it, to be honest.
0: Yeah, if they have the music, you're glad. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, but musicians, we're used to getting ripped off so much that yeah. we never... Like, the odds of making any money at this is so, so long.
1: And it certainly doesn't come from people buying downloads yeah. anyway. Right. Anymore.
0: Yeah, so if a million people steal your music and they come out to your shows and pay exactly. five or ten bucks to get in, you're psyched.
1: Right, and then somebody hires me to score a film and pays me a million dollars to do it. Then it was worth all the illegal downloads in the world.
0: Yeah. Did you, pay? Did you get that? Did you I notice got how the she price just, tag. You notice how she just pitched herself to you? Yeah. With, like, it was so yeah. subtle. And I got that, that was prices. awesome. That was, that was so That's John graceful. Williams money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, uh, did you watch True Detective? No. In the second season, The True Detective, which everyone hates, but I love. I think it was great. I will truck no dissing of this. I don't think you have—do you have a negative? Anyway. But there's a character in it who plays uh, plays guitar and sings in the bar where they hang out. Huh. And uh, you are nothing like her in, pers- in Persona. She seems like the most dour, dark, potentially addicted person— that's her her vibe, but musically, it's very it has that very similar that spooky, beautiful, but dark and cinematic quality. So huh. I don't know, just thinking about is. that. Anyway, with all that to think of, we're going to move on to our next guest, Mark. Well, uh, well, I hope people find your movie legally. Thanks. <laughs> vital is the name vital is the title vitals is the titles of this film well i hope you had a good time i had a great time thank you very much for having me excellent thanks for listening to radio eight ball